I know I've got an episode to do and all and I've already planned whatever it is that I'm supposed to talk about but it's been a minute since I spoke about cheating. Like weirdly enough I feel like I used to talk about it so much at some point in time but nowadays it's like I barely ever talk about that shit. So for the sake of me missing it as a topic I am going to talk about cheating on this episode but I am going to sprinkle in a little bit of sex and I'll round it off with a little bit of simping here and there. But before getting into a topic that I used to know and love back in the day, I want us to get into the sex part a little bit more because as someone who's always believed that nothing can save this world, after quite a bit of searching, I am very happy to state that I have found a story that can back up my statement that nothing can save this world. Now, that is a quote-unquote sex-addicted tortoise that quite literally retired after fathering 800 kids and saving his entire species from extinction. Now, when you think about that in the most literal sense, nothing can save this world. Or at least, if you do need to repopulate the planet if a massive chunk of the human population is wiped out, then at least we know that sex is probably going to be our best bet. Now, the story reads, and I quote, A Galapagos giant tortoise, estimated to be about 130 years old, is returning home after having so much sex that he saved his species. Diego spent 30 years at the San Diego Zoo's breeding program before he turned back to Ecuador in 1977. Ecuador's environmental ministry announced that it decided to end the 40-year captive breeding program on Española Island, demonstrating the recovery of habitat conditions and of the tortoise population. End quote. Now, if I were to try and get this straight and do a little bit of math, now, I don't entirely get if the tortoise is supposed to be returned to the US of A in San Diego or him being returned to Ecuador was him being returned home. But the fact that they did mention that they're going to end a 40-year captive breeding program might make it seem like it was Ecuador where this tortoise really went and repopulated the place. Because you think about it. It only took 40 years to father up 800 kids. Assuming that none of them are twins, this guy was probably banging about 20 female tortoises a year. Or, let me just Google this for a little bit. You know, how long does it take a Galapagos? Okay, so they say it takes around 130 days. That's roughly about four months or so. Like, that's probably like three times a year. So technically... You know, it's like 20 tortoises divided up three times a year. And you kind of think about it, like, assuming that it was like one kid from like each female tortoise, that would be a lot. Now, the thing is, I actually did do a little bit of math and I did do a little bit of research. Now, apparently, they usually hatch up about 16 eggs. So that makes it roughly about 50 mums. But still, you think about it. Even though they were like 20 moms and they were being given like two and a half times or, you know, there were five like different mom tortoises, like those things were taking it quite a bit. And from the research that I'm doing over here, it actually states that mating can take several hours. And to kind of think about that, like this guy went in hours, day in, day out, just trying to get nuts into these female tortoises just to repopulate his species. But when us guys want to do it with babes, it's suddenly a problem. Or, I don't know, it's a problem the fact that we don't last hours though. That's kind of what I'm curious about now. Because maybe if we lasted hours, then maybe babes would allow us to fuck them a lot more. And we'd be repopulating another planet. Although, that's probably a different discussion for a different time. Because if I start going into such details, that would take a lot longer. 
And unlike this tortoise, I don't have hours to do this episode, I have minutes. So I might as well start in a less than slow fashion, which involves me saying, Welcome to Breaktown on Westside, your number one Breaktown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who still wonders if doing it faster has probably made him a lot slower at producing kids. He's a man who still believes that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. If you know the drill, you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, then it's okay, I'ma say it for you. And it sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of AdBagakaTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly on Facebook or on IG. If it happens to be a screenshot, a screen grab, or a reel of some sorts, then you send it to the DMs of AdBreakTimeOnWestSide. That is the handle to send it to on either one of the platforms, and I would be more than happy to take it from there and handle it accordingly. Now, I've got a bunch of episodes that I'd like to get into real quick, but before I get into any of that, and before I get into whatever it is that I'm supposed to get into before the episodes, I'm sure there's some of you that have probably noticed that my voice sounds a little bit different. And yes, I admit it's mostly because I am sort of unwell, having a bit of a throat issue, having a bit of a cold issue, but it's sort of in the works, I'm taking my medication and everything, and you know, the show must go on. Then I've sort of forgotten to address this over the past, I think, two, maybe three weeks of doing episodes, but I brought the instrumentals back. One, because there's been an abnormal amount of background noise around where I live, so it's harder to do the episodes. And secondly, I just felt like having the instrumentals in the background just sounded better. If you want it without the instrumentals or with the instrumentals, you can hit me up, tell me your thoughts on it, and I'd be very happy to consider whether I should take one side or the other. Now. All that said and done, I do want to get into the tweets, but before I do that, now I'm getting to the part where I usually say that, I want us to talk about Amber Rose for a little bit, or at least the new generation of kids that are coming from a bunch of celebrities who've become famous for all the wrong reasons. Now, I'm not surprised if there's a number of you that don't know who or what Amber Rose is. Sounds like a fragrance, but you know, at least that's one of the nicer comparisons. But Amber Rose, for those of y'all who haven't been a part of hip-hop since like the late 2000s and early to mid-2010s, used to be a stripper. But ideally, she's known because she dated rappers and she used to be a stripper. And as of right now, it is said that she does have an OnlyFans. I haven't gone to check, but it's said that she does. Now, Amber Rose came out online to share how her nine-year-old son defended her against his friend who had asked her about her OnlyFans page. And the kid came out to say that you have to let a woman do what she wants with her body. And Amber Rose was so proud. And the moment I read this story, I suddenly felt so sorry for the kid, as I do feel sorry for a lot of other kids whose parents are on like OnlyFans and shit. And if I were to give a name to this entire phenomenon, I'd probably call it the Kardashian kid problem. Because it's something that I believe probably might have been popularized by Kim K. The whole, you know, becoming famous because of, you know, fairly obscene sexual acts. And the whole idea of having kids in that world of fame, knowing that there's people who will tell their kids that this person is only famous because, or pretty much rose to fame because, you know, this and this sexual acts were performed. And 
the thing is i do kind of feel sorry for a lot of these kids the the northwest the saints and and so on the amber roses kid and so on because a lot of times these kids much as they won't be going to say the regular public schools in quite a lot of cases you might find that either way the fact that your kids will probably be taking a lot of the force and a lot of the brunt from the fact that you got famous because of this dirty deed or so-called dirty deed it wouldn't go down very well for them on a mental health level because while you've had your entire life growing into an adult having a pr team getting into fame and sort of the whole rise up until where you're at to sort of learn how to deal with this shit a lot of these kids are just being bombarded with it as part of their daily lives so to think that someone is going to be having a spout with your kid and then they bring up the fact that the only reason you guys have money is because your mother fucked on camera or your mother used to be a stripper like that doesn't go down very well which is where a lot of these so-called celebrities will take their kids but on the other hand i think the part that's even worse is the fact that you'll find that your own friends will probably be beating their meats to content that your mother made or your parents made when you look at you know like porn stars kids or when you look at celebrities kids who have parents who've become famous because of doing some sexual shit online you kind of find that it can become quite hard for them because imagine the other regular parents who will tell their kids about why so-and-so's parents are famous or when they have those discussions and the kids over here and then they come back to school and they decide to use that information against their friend or to bully some kid that they know was some stripper's kid or some shit like it doesn't go down very well for the kid and you know it kind of does feel as though the kids will be growing up under much harsher sorts of environments as opposed to other kids which is why i kind of do feel sorry for them like by all means the son standing up for the mum is a good thing it's just that when he gets to high school it's not going to be such a good thing because at the end of the day some person's gonna show one of those pictures where she had like this string bikini on and they will use it to roast the fuck out of dude with it but then again considering that he's not a teenager yet and i haven't particularly seen how that's gone down i will leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our very first tweet of this episode. Why lie to someone and tell them that you love them and yet you just want pussy? So you just go straight to the point and ask them, wanna fuck? Actually, no, you don't do that. At least from a guy's perspective. With with babes, you can go and you can ask a guy if they wanna fuck and, you know, just like go straight to the point and it'll almost always work. There's like a 70% chance of it working. And the reason why I'm saying that it's a 70% chance of it working is because there's actual statistics on this and with guys there's a 70% probability of this happening and with women it's flat zero. I kid you the hell not because it was a study that was done at like a university college and they pretty much got a guy and a girl and they had them go and approach you know the opposite sex and sort of try to get with them using about four different tiers of questions and you know different groups would be asked different questions so with a guy because that's the one that we should probably focus on the first question that he asked or at least the first batch of girls were being asked you know hey you look nice um i really think you're pretty would you be okay with us going for a date and then probably going and chilling together afterwards of which i think it was like 60 50 percent of them said yes straight up then now the next batch of women were asked if they'd like to go on a date and then go back to the guy's place afterwards no mention of sex 
The number dropped to I think the higher 30s if not lower 40s in percentage. Then now the next batch was asked if they'd like to just go meet up chill for a bit and then go back to this guy's place and have sex of which I think it was 16% of them who said yes. Only 16% of the women in that entire batch. Then afterwards the last year was this guy just straight up asking women a, would you like to go back to my place and have sex with me? Of which 0% said yes. Absolutely zero. Not 0 0.1, not 0 0.5, not 0 0.23 or anything. Nothing. Zero. But with the dudes, she rarely got a no. Because while this babe was busy asking dudes all these four levels of questions, it's like she was getting positive responses from a majority of guys. And when she went straight to the, hey, do you want to go back to my place and fuck? Dudes were quite literally saying yes, 7 out of 10 of the times that she'd ask. So ideally, that's 70%. So with babes, that can work. Like you can literally just hit up a guy and be like, hey, you want to fuck? And they'll almost always say yes. But with babes, it's not that way. And there are certain reasons as to why that is the case. So personally, my theories are on one end, there's the whole idea of not wanting to look cheap. And you hear that quite a bit whenever they talk about how they shouldn't have sex on the first date and other things about how, you know, giving it up too quickly makes them look cheap and shit. And then on the other end, there's the whole fact that women hold the keys to sex and them being the holders, the caretakers of the keys to sex means that they actually suffer the most risks as a result. So they'll be more protective with that shit, which is kind of the same thing with guys and relationships. So to kind of put it in a simple way, most babes just won't say yes when you ask them if they want to fuck. Like you have to make it seem like it's a worthwhile experience for them before they even consider saying yes. Not unless if you're like an outspoken dude that's known for dick and that babe just wants dick from you and nothing more. Because at that point in time, you won't even have to ask them if they want to fuck. They'll probably be asking you. But then again, this isn't something that happens to a lot of guys quite a lot of the time, if ever at all. So for the most part, I will just say that that is not the best approach to give when you're trying to approach a babe. But on the flip side, the worst thing that you can also do is manipulate your way into her panties. Although all that said and done, I will leave it at that and I will move it on. So on to our very next tweet of this episode, of which this tweet actually doesn't have as much content in it besides the fact that there's a screenshot from the DMs of the person who posted this tweet. And the guy was talking about how another white knight bites the dust. Now I'm going to read what is in the picture just so that you can get a little bit of context. So it says, and I quote, We first met with a girl in 2020 and we got to fall in love together. She was joining campus and corona times happened after some few months she told me she was pregnant and she was four months pregnant but pregnant to another man. She gave birth on May 2021 and we have been together since then and she had gotten a baby girl. I have been providing for her while schooling but not paying the fees. Last week after we had met earlier that month, I call her at around 10pm on Thursday and she picks up the phone then answers by saying that she doesn't know you and she's with another man. I called thrice and she denied that she doesn't know me. Besides sounded a man and below is a text that she gave. She gave me some advice and this time she was going for attachment somewhere. I don't know what has happened. End quote. Okay, let me just state this for the record. 
I have tried with my own real time sort of just trying to give a much clearer grammatical expression of what this guy went through. But if you were to read this entire text itself, it is it is very confusing and you sort of try to piece things together. I'm guessing the guy wasn't that great with English, but I'll just sort of try and, you know, give the quick breakdown of it, which is dude was with babe in 2020. They supposedly fell in love together. She was joining uni. She got pregnant and he still decided to stay with her, even though it wasn't his kid. And even after giving birth, he was still with her and recently he tried calling her after they had met up earlier that month and she pretty much picked up the phone and she was like nope dude i do not know you and cuts the phone dude tries to call again a bunch of times she's like hey i don't know you stop trying to call me and then she pretty much decides to drop the dude and she's saying that she was going for attachment somewhere else and the dude doesn't exactly know what happened now to kind of put this plainly dude simped um i feel like that one is a little bit self-explanatory but the bigger issue here is why i think that this was sort of just going to happen by default now there's something that people will usually say that i usually tend to refute for guys but i can accept for babes which is once a cheater always a cheater like by the time a babe chooses to cheat on you in my very humble opinion from the babes that i've spoken to and from my own introspection i can tell you she's probably thought about that shit she's even planned it out and she's gonna do what she's gonna do and then she's gonna try and keep quiet about it if she gets to the level where she's even open with you about the fact that you know you're no longer a part of her life and she's doing someone else then my nigga you've overstayed your exit there and yes i know she hasn't said that she was doing another dude blah 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 but the thing is by the time you're trying to call her babe and she's like i don't know you there's probably another dude on the other end and if you're doing that and you already had a history with this babe like i don't think you should be asking what it is that you're supposed to do or what it is that's happened you should be planning your exit like you should have already left because in my very humble opinion by the time a babe cheats on you and you decide to take her back especially when it's not a long-term relationship or a marriage then you're pretty much just dooming yourself because she's probably gonna do it again especially if she's super young and in her early 20s because when you look at a babe in her earlier 20s back when she's still exploring and shit and as some people would say is at the peak of like her beauty and all like that's the time when she's gonna get a lot of advances if she cannot push them away and stick to one person then this person is going to be a serial philanderer to say the least or if you're looking for the simpler english term of it she belongs to the streets like that is the best way to put it because if she's already pregnant by another dude and she's trying to be with you that's a problem you shouldn't even be there in the first place so if anything by the time you're getting to the point where this baby is literally saying on the phone that she doesn't know you and you're suspecting there's another dude on the other end of the line then it pretty much means that this babe has wanted to end things with you but your ass has been sticking to babe the entire bloody time not reading the fucking room although then again maybe i'm a little bit too harsh on this one i don't know we'll probably have to see it with the next tweet that i discussed so i'm just gonna leave this one at that and i'm gonna move it on so on to our very last tweet of this episode I found out my dad took my mom back after cheating and I never looked at him the same again. I wasn't even born yet but I still think he should have left her. I've always believed that a woman cheating is worse and should never be forgiven. Okay, 
I feel like by the time people are getting to the level where they're willing to air out the dirty laundry of their own household, more so their mother claiming that she is a hoe to some degree, I think people have crossed a certain line. But anyways, I'm not here to judge what dude is doing to his mom, I'm here to judge what's been said. Now, there's a certain statement that has been said before by a podcaster much older than I am on a different podcast, which I think comes from the Bible, and it is, the bond that God has brought together, let no man put asunder. I think that's 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 how he said it. And I guess the less religious version of it is what two people who share the same bed do with their relationship isn't for you to really give too much of a damn about. And in all honesty, I kind of stand with the dad on this, which which sounds very, very weird. And by all means, considering the tweet that I just discussed sounds incredibly contradictory. But just let me try and explain this before we conclude that I am a contradicting son of a bitch and I should not be trusted. Now, look at it like this. When you look at this particular scenario in this particular tweet, this is a father or at least he was a potential father to a kid. Now, you can look at it in the sense of, you know, this was a bond that was brought together by law and by marriage and shit and, you know, you shouldn't like split it apart. But I'm trying to look at it even from a statistical point of view because children brought up in single mama households have a much higher probability to end up in prison. They have a much higher probability to be homeless. They tend to suffer from a lot of, of mental and psychological issues later on in life. And I can go on with a list of things that just don't favor the idea of being a single parent and more so a single mom. So to think about this guy, and I'm assuming that considering that this guy sounds like he's from the States, this is, you know, a black person. The dude's father probably thought to himself that it's better to raise a kid in a two-parent household versus when the both of us are split together and, you know, there's the mom that could weaponize the kid against me or the kid just grows up with a mom and the dad who isn't really around. Because in some places, it's actually sort of a luxury to grow up with two parents. Actually, nowadays, it's becoming harder and harder to see two parent households that are just going strong. A lot of people are separated and will even just only come together for the sake of appearances and others don't even care about their appearances. They're literally just split apart and it's a baby mama, baby daddy type situation. So considering that there's all of the issues that can come with single parenthood in the long term and considering the problems that come from just a single parent family as is, I can see where dude decides, you know what, I might as well just take her back, not for my sake, but for the sake of my own kid. And this is where the difference between the previous tweet situation and this current one sort of comes in. Because if there is something that can hold the two of you together, such as the children, then I can understand why someone can choose to take back the cheating partner or more so the cheating wife. But if you're in a situation where you're being cheated on by a babe and she's in campus or at the very least she's in her early 20s, then my nigga just move on. Because first of all, like you can bring up the whole, oh, you know, first time is a mistake, blah, blah, blah. But Shorty pretty much decided to say yes. And this is where the whole difference between women and men cheating kind of comes in. Because with guys, you're being offered pussy. Like us guys are never offered pussy. So when we're offered pussy by one person and we choose to commit to them, when other people offer us pussy, it's a little bit hard to say no. Doesn't mean that we should say yes, but it is a lot harder for us to say no. 
but when a dude is hitting on a babe who's in a relationship and shorty is giving up the goods like just like i've said she is giving up the goods it's not a case of oh please may i have some then yes i'll give it to you it's literally a case of here take the pussy that i'm supposed to be all faithful with to my partner then to us and shit a little bit more babe got pregnant by another dude so in other words another dude hit it raw like that shit slipped out and shorty slipped it back the fuck in like how the hell does that make it any better or any worse and on top of that you're still saying that you guys fell in love like my nigga i feel like you're the one that fell in love or fell into something that you believed was love and she was just having fun with her life and as such these two situations are mutually exclusive of each other and are not the same they seem similar but they are not the same and thus i will give them different approaches in as much as it seems contradictory although i know that there are some of you that would like to believe that it's the same thing and i would welcome you to debate this with me on twitter which is at bagaka the d you can slide into the dms there the dms are open on facebook and on ig it is at break time on website thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and i will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>